Welcome to College Soccer Nation, the premier podcast focused on NCAA collegiate soccer, featuring SMU head women's coach Chris Petroselli and Old Miss head women's coach Mad Mod. You can download and listen to this podcast on your favorite podcast provider. And if you like what you hear, leave a five-star review and tell your soccer friends. Now let's go to Coach Petroselli and Coach Mod. Welcome everybody in College Soccer Nation podcast episode four. My name is Matt Mott, one of the uh, the co-hosts of the show. We're we're excited to bring you uh, our fourth episode. We think we got a great show on tap. Uh, Brian Lee is back with us, of course, for his his segment. We have uh, Coach of the Rings coming in um, today with us. He's won sixteen out of sixteen rings in seventeen years as a head coach. We'll introduce him in a little bit, but. It's a it's a fun show. We're excited about it, and of course, as always, I want to bring in our other co-host uh, to get this thing kicked off. Uh, Coach Petroselli, how are you tonight, Chris? I'm good, Matt. I'm good. It's been uh, it's been a good week. The past week, you know, no games for me, uh, but training, which we enjoy, and and watching a lot of other teams play, and uh, I watched the Ole Miss game on uh, Friday night. Kind of a tough night for the Rebels. I'm at. Yeah, certainly, and like we said in episode one, we're not going to dissect Ole Miss very much on this thing or SMU, but um, certainly a, a tough loss for us, um, you know, in the rivalry against against a, a Mississippi State team. Um, you know, I, I, I what I do in games like that is I give myself 24 hours. A good buddy means said, said that to me once and stuck with me 24 hours, and then you got to move on and you got to get back to it. And we have plenty more games to, to play, but I think that, um, you know, in the game, as we watched it back, we had some good moments. But for right now, whatever the reason, there's the lid on the goal. We can't seem to knock that lid off, but we need to keep moving forward. And, and we'll do that. I think um, a wise old coach with white hair that co-hosts a podcast said to me one time, if, you know, it's not going right, you just got to keep working at it. And you got to keep working and keep working. And that's what we're going to do here in Ole Miss. So a uh, tough night on Friday night, but uh, here in the podcast, I'm money ready to roll. So... Uh, you've moved on is what you're telling me. Yes. Yes. So now we can have some fun. <laughs> yes, is that, absolutely. Is that okay. Now. Yeah, that is. Yeah. Okay. So, um, as you said, it's a, kind of a tough night, but how about an even tougher day for Manchester United and Liverpool? Uh, how about oh. the, the day for, for those two teams? And, and, uh, I'm loving it because, uh, I'm okay with Liverpool. That's fine. Right. But, you're a big Manchester United fan, and every time they lose, it just makes me smile. Well, first of all, it was unbelievable, and I am starting to get on the bandwagon of the manager needs to go. I don't know where the disconnect is, but it's painful um, the way they're playing. And if you look back in the in the in the in the last history, really, of Ole being there, um, when they play the good teams, they get smoked. And, and what an example yesterday, and especially that Mourinho back at Old Trafford and, and to have that kind of performance is really just uh, disgusting is the only word I have for it and, and disappointing. The only positive is that Liverpool yeah. looks so bad yeah. against a way worse team, and that does make me happy. And both of our guests tonight are Liverpool fans, so we can bring that up with them for sure because they've been living pretty good lately, and 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 yesterday was a certainly a shot, and they honestly haven't looked very good. No, um, so that, that made me happy. Both of those guys will have an. Opinion. Oh, they will have an opinion, no doubt. Yeah. How about I got two things for you on uh, the state of Manchester United. Um, there, no team in the top three divisions in England through three games has given up as many goals as United. How about that? I mean, that's kind of shocking. It is, but Harry Maguire is just not good enough as a center back, right? He just isn't like he, you know, he's, he's wearing the captain's band and doing, he's just not good. And there's more. And I I don't, the whole back line for me is, is a, is a question. They keep chopping and changing. There's no consistency, no continuity. And, and it shows over and over and over again. And I mean, Martial is so so stupid yesterday to, to get the red card and, I mean, that's, that's the opinion, but isn't that management, Chris? I mean, seriously, is that not at well, some they, point they, you have to look at the leadership? A couple others. They should have a couple other. Yeah, absolutely. You know, yes. Yeah. They, no, they got out of hand. And another, another, another thing to mention about Manchester United. And I mentioned this to you earlier today, 
since uh, Kristen Press and Tobin Heath signed to play for Manchester United, two fantastic players. I mean, two just Absolutely. wonderful, wonderful players. Um, their jersey sales have been higher than any player um, in the club at Manchester United. So, you know, the Martials, the Pogba's, you know, the, the all the great players that they have. They've sold more jerseys for Press and Heath, um, which I think speaks to the popularity of the women's national team and also speaks to where Manchester United is at with yeah. its fan base right now. And I, you know, I, I am part owner of Manchester United. I have, uh, I have 10 shares of stock that we bought years ago. Um, and it's disgusting. And no, the idea that those jerseys are selling is fantastic. The idea that this is where the fan base is, is shocking. Um, and, and probably right. Like, you know, I, I became a Manchester United fan when I read Roy Keane's book, and I thought it was the greatest book I ever read. And I loved him as a player. And that's where I started my Manchester United fandom. I'm not like people that have been lifelong, you know, City fans or Chelsea fans or Liverpool fans. So I started in that kind of in the 90s. And this has been by far the worst part for me as a fan and as a part owner, I might add, of the club to, to the point we're at. So um, it's painful and it's, it's, it's disappointing. But, you know, it's, it's football. Well, let me ask you a question. Whose yep. who's defense is worse, Manchester United or the Dallas Cowboys? <laughs> that does put a smile on my face. That was a really rough weekend I had. That Dallas did, Cowboys. And the, and the, <laughs> that definitely yeah. put a smile on my face. 49 points to to our boys in Cleveland. Yeah, all, my all boy Baker places. Mayfield. Good yeah, friend. Baker Mayfield coming back into the state yeah. and lighting Good them up. Friend. Yep. So how about um, we're still getting uh, hundreds and hundreds of downloads. Uh, yep. the, the podcast is, has gone into, I believe, nine nations now. Um, 32 states, I think, is the last I saw. Here's the surprising thing for me. Um, the Brian Lee episode still uh-huh. leads. I, it's shocking. It, it's most, absolutely. How about, now it's amazing. had more time. It's had yes, more it has. Time it has. It has. The one we had with, with uh, Mark Recorian on last week. But um, I, somehow Brian must continue to download this thing like 100 <laughs> times a day or something. It has to be well, happening that way. Yeah. I th- and, and Mark's closing fast. He's closing fast. Yes. So it'll be interesting how this one does this week. Um, but I also think that um, – uh, Brian is, uh, he's obviously pumping it. He's doing something. I, I don't know. It's, it's shocking, but no, really appreciate it. You know, college soccer nation, you can download it on all of your, your major, you know, um, I, you know, podcast sites, Stitcher and Spotify and, and all those kind of things. So please continue to tell your friends, download it. Our sales team is out really hard working on, on ads and commercials, um, so we'll see if those will start to add with us, but uh, we really appreciate the support and we really are enjoying doing it. So anything else, Chris, we want to move on. Let's uh, let's bring uh, Brian in. Yeah. So we have, we have changed segment two where we, we five good minutes with Brian. We've changed the name of it to too many minutes with Brian Lee. I think it's yeah. more appropriate because it's never five minutes it's never and five. it's always way more than we need it to be. But um yeah, I think I think good topics to, to this week with uh, with our, our good buddy Brian. So, Brian, welcome back to the show. Well, thanks. You know, there's there's nothing like an introduction from a good friend. Um, <laughs> the I, I, have, I have one small point. You know, on the uh, Brian Lee episode, outpacing the Mark Kokorian episode, and that just throw me a bum because we've we've played a few times on the field, and Kokorian has uh, had the upper hand by a significant margin. So if I can beat him in <laughs> podcast downloads, I feel really good about it. That'd be great. Yeah. yeah. I think he's I, got the upper hand on a lot of people, Brian. Yeah. 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 This, this podcast currently, I'm not sure what our percentage is. Maybe it's not very good. Um, uh, Brian, any comments on Liverpool before we get started? Well, you know, this is a great week. We, we've seen how Klopp responds to, you know, having the longest, EPL winning streak at home in history. We've seen how he responds to, you know, coming off winning the Champions League. We've seen how he responds to an EPL championship. But one thing we haven't had the chance to do is see how he responds to a really bad loss. So excited to see it. It's that's a nice spin. That's a nice spin, Chris. That's an impressive. That was really spin good. Right there. That was really, really good. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, go ahead, Chris. Take it away. 
All right, so let's talk about uh, uh, the the games that were played this past week. We'll start. Let's start in the Big Twelve, um, and and we had previewed the the West Virginia Texas game as sort of the big game in in the league for the week. And I watched the game, and uh, it wasn't good. Um, the quality was was not great. Uh, West Virginia had most of the play. West Virginia had. Uh, most of the chances, uh, they were clearly the better team. Um, uh, they won the game, they won the game two one, but, but, but really could have won, uh, by a couple of more goals. And, and that put, that puts them, I think in a pretty good spot in the league. Um, and it kind of knocks, knocks Texas out of any chance of, of being in the top group. And, um, but that was for me the you know, the game that, that I saw in the league. Do you watch any other, anything else in the league, Brian? Well, you know, the, the one that stood out to me is kind of on the other end of things. It's the Oklahoma draw with Texas Tech. Um, you know, I think we're seeing erratic results across the team, the country in terms of the teams playing and the leagues playing. And, you know, Texas team that's been one of the hardest hit through COVID stuff uh, for training purposes. And the preseason favorite coming out of the gate it has not looked – like one of the, the favorite teams. Uh, but we, when you play short season and you got COVID restrictions going on, and if you're in a campus or a city that hit, gets hit a little harder, the results aren't going to follow. And, you know, I, I think that's a big part of why we're seeing some of these strange results. It's COVID's been handled so differently on every campus and in every athletic department. And I, I think right now the Big 12 has lost one of their favorites at the top of the league you know, through no fault of the Texas Tech team, but they're almost halfway through and they don't have a win yet. Uh, but that's repercussions from how they're training and, and missing a few kids here or there. Yeah, I, I do think that was a bit of a shocking result. So I think at, at this point, there's still, you know, there's still, for my mind, there's four teams left that, you know, that could win that could win the league, right? West Virginia, we mentioned, Oklahoma State, Kansas, TCU are all teams, I think, that are capable of winning that, that league. It's kind of up in the air. It's up for grabs. And I don't know that any one of those teams has sort of stepped out as uh, sort of above the pack. Uh, so some important games left. In, in we, give some, we need to give some love to Kansas. I mean, they're doing a really good job. And, and, and I think we all agree Mark's a really good coach. And, um, you know, to go to Texas and win and then, and then to come back and, and beat Texas Tech and then, and then Kansas State um, certainly – uh, doing a really nice job there this year, and they were good last year. So, um, and Mark's doing a nice job over there. Yeah, Mark's one of those guys we touched on last week. You know, in really two of those four teams, winning at schools that might not have a soccer history or an in-state talent pool to pull pull from if if you're at the state school. And Mark Francis done a fantastic job at Kansas. They don't recruit on the level of Texas or even TCU or West Virginia. But he, he, I, every other year, he's right at the top of the standings, and they look like they're going to do it again. Yeah, but he's I a good coach. Four-horse race. Those yeah. four teams, I don't know who's yeah. going to come sure. this short season on top. Sure. All right, let's move into, into the ACC. And I, I watched a number of those games. Um, you know, and, and certainly uh, the, the big thing going into the weekend was Clemson had this, you know, Duke and uh, North Carolina first and then Duke and, and both yeah. on the road. and. Um, and, and I, I will say Clemson did quite well. They didn't, win, they didn't win either game, but, but they handled themselves very well and, and, uh, gave North Carolina battle and, and, you know, lost by a gold Duke. And, um, so it, it's, it's, it's starting to shake out that, that league for me is starting to shake out. Um, I mean, North Carolina and, and Florida state are by far the two best teams in the league. Um, and I, and I don't think anybody's close. And uh, as you watch North Carolina play and um, their ability to press, their ability uh, to get numbers in a box. uh, And also, you know what? They play pretty well. I I think that their style of play has developed over the years and um, the quality gets better and better and better. So they're, they're, you know, obviously one of the best teams in the country. Again, Uh, Florida State, um, to me, they look a little bored, Um, you know, Almost every game they've played, people have sat very deep on them. And and Wake Forest decided to come out and try to play against them. And, you know, quickly it was 2-0 and the game ended 4-0. Um, and, you know, as, as I watched them play, um, they pass and they pass and they pass and they're patient. Their patience is better than, than anybody in the country. 
Um, and they've got, you know, they've got all kinds of weapons and all kinds of players and really enjoyable to watch. But um, as I said, I, th- I think they've become a little bored by it. Um, honestly, I've become a little bored by it watching them. You know, I, uh, I watched the, as I was watching the Wake Forest game, they, they went two goals up and I went, to, okay, this game's over. Let's turn on a different one because, you know, you know, no one's coming back on, on them. So, but to me, those are the top two teams with, with Duke probably right behind and then, and Clemson and, and, uh, and then maybe Virginia, but Virginia, a lot of injuries. And, and now they've, it looks like they've got some COVID issues as well. And, um, you know, a lot of players out. So we'll see how they, you know, that affects them going forward. Yeah, Carolina, Carolina, Florida state collision course. Yeah. Can't wait. That'd be the game of the fall. That's for sure. Um, and, you know, for me, Florida state's the one team I've seen, that can break down an organized low block with anything, you know, everyone else is hoping to put one in the box, ball falls down, we happen to be there, stick it away. Florida State's the only clinical team I've seen, uh, and they're really at such a different level of being able to beat the low block and eventually uh, get through you. So you're choosing your poison with them from what I've seen so far. But – yeah, obviously they haven't seen a team the quality of athletes that can keep running at you. And North Carolina couldn't agree anymore with you guys on they've really melded the old time rotation, run you into ground into the ground, pressing you into some nice soccer as well. And aesthetically, uh, they're pretty enjoyable to watch. So that showdown coming. You know, the the teams in the ACC I feel for is anybody rebuilding a program or at the bottom of a bottom of the league right now to have to go through that gauntlet where you've got to, you know, see some of those top teams just because there's so many. And we talk about Duke being second tier. Duke's a fantastic team. Clemson's a fantastic team. We'd all love to have Virginia's players. Holy cow. Uh, so for those folks trying to, trying to get up that uphill battle, that's tough. Yeah, Chris, yeah. Chris, let me ask you a question. And I know we don't like to get into tactics too much, so we don't need to go deep into it. But how much do you think Florida State makes you sit back because you can't get the ball off them? So you can so, go in with the, with the plan of I'm going to try and step out and play and press them. But once they win the ball, they possess it so well, it's, it's maybe not even by choice that you're sitting in. Yeah, I think you're right. I, I think there are some, some examples uh, of that where – uh, uh, teams go in with the idea of they're not going to sit in, but but they don't have the ball, so they, they end up back defending and and they force you back defending. Um, but you know uh, the, the thing that they've shown, and and this is impressive. Like the teams that sit in, they can pick them apart. The teams yeah. that come out to play, they can pick them apart. Yeah. So yeah. you know you have to make a choice, and and it's an interesting choice as a coach. I know, you know, if it if it's me, like. I don't think I want to, I'd be bored watching the game if, if we're sitting deep and sitting deep and, you know, I'm watching them pass it around. The problem is you're going to step out and try to play. Um, and you're probably going to chase the ball around and they're probably going to pick you apart. And, you know, you're probably going to get beat four and like, you know, like they did at Wake Forest with a, you know, that's a well-coached team uh, with a, a real veteran coach who who's played Florida state plenty of times. So uh, it's pick your poison uh, either way. Like you're in trouble either way. Well, and I but, think the, the the problem for me, sorry, Brian, real quick. The problem for me is when you do finally win the ball off them, if you turn it over, it's right back down. You know, like you, your players get so excited that they won the ball, they make a bad pass, and here we go again. You know, it's recycling back into defending. So it's tough. Sorry, Brian, go ahead. Well, the other the, the growth in Florida State four or five, six years ago, in some of Mark's early teams, they weren't they didn't have big time pace. You know, so you could press them a little bit and not pay the price. Now, if you get stretched against them, the last five, six, seven, eight years, you're going to pay the price, and that's that's preordained. And I, I want to make sure we uh, – I watched a little bit of uh, Syracuse and, and Notre Dame, and Notre Dame was, was by far the better team. But the goalkeeper from Syracuse is quite good. She is really, really good. Um, I think she's a she's a Canadian national team kid uh, from Montreal, and uh, she made a couple of big time saves. And I, you know, I've not seen them play that much, and I'm not seen her play that much, but she certainly kept her team in the game. I watched the Liverpool. I lost the Liverpool. I watched the Louisville Syracuse game zero zero at halftime, and a lot of it was her. You know, it ended up I think three or four nothing, but um, certainly some good saves from her in the first half of that game as well. Uh, you're right. She's a, she's a good good goalkeeper. 
I'm, I'm still hearing from Carl Goody. She was LSU or Syracuse back when we were at LSU. Oh, so ouch. It's, ouch. It's, it's, I'm happy for her to see her do well, yeah. but it's also painful. Good yeah. pizza in Syracuse. Good pizza in Syracuse. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's move into uh, the SEC, the league that uh, Matt is most familiar with and, and Brian certainly is most familiar with. A um, couple of things that, you know, that I want to point out till we get to um, – before we we get into you know the top of uh, of the league and things like that, uh, Auburn canceled again. Um, just I feel bad for those kids. I feel bad for that coaching staff. Um, they've they've only played once. Uh, they got to find a way to make up all of these games. Um, and and uh, I just think it's a, a, a tough tough situation uh, for Auburn, and and I feel for for the program. Yeah, and it, it's, you know, the first game they missed was because A&M has COVID, and then the next time it was them. So we we obviously play them next, um, and we're just kind of, Karen and I are still trying to work out when we're going to play, how we're going to play, if we can get it in before they miss another one, right? And so that's certainly something that we're working on. Hopefully we'll have it sorted out, but nothing's official yet, so we'll let let people know when it is. But, um, yeah, it, it's, it's really rough on, on, the, on those guys. And she's got a young team, and, um, they, they've been through the ringer here a little bit, that's for sure. And, uh, and that's one of the topics to me with the, the fall season. You know, this is results are being dictated. It's going to be really hard for Auburn to, with that logjam of fixtures, going to be really hard for them to come back and have a good season. They're going to have to play some games where they're on short rest and the teams are playing aren't when you're trying to make up that many games. The standings are going to be dictated in part, it's like the Texas Tech thing. Uh, so significantly by the COVID restrictions and luck of the draw, it, it, you know, for half the league, some of us, some people will get some joy of it because they finish higher, but it, that's brutal justice on some of these teams come the end of the year when they got to stare at the standings forever. I want to uh, make sure we give a, a, a little uh, a little bit of uh, respect to uh, my friend Brian Blitz and his team at Missouri with a big upset over uh, Vanderbilt. That's a that's a huge huge result in in the league. Uh, and and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong on this, but I think Missouri was at the bottom of the league last year, and and Vanderbilt um, at the top. Uh, so you know what a what a huge win it is for Brian and his program. Yeah, that was awesome for Blitz. And, you know, the last 10 minutes, one thing that hasn't changed with COVID is the last 10 minutes of these SEC games. If people are seeing a ticker go by and you don't have the game on and you see whoever up 1-0, 2-1, the barrage that the last 10 minutes of these games are in that league is just absolute entertainment. You know, it's... And the way games can turn, you, these teams are dominating games for 80 minutes. And then if they've only got one goal, the last 10, they're on their heels, they're dropped off, balls are being pumped into their box. And, it, and it's good entertainment for everyone who's not coaching. And that was Alabama and Florida, wasn't it? I mean, for a good part of the game, Alabama had most of the game, but, you know, failed to get that, that second goal. And, and maybe the last 20, 30 minutes, Florida just, you know, just pummeled them. They pummeled them. It's Alabama's the most interesting study team I've seen this fall so far. You know, for 70 minutes, they look like Brazil 94. And then you get minute 71. It's like the switch hits in the state game, Mississippi State game and the Florida game. They go from Brazil 94 to Turks and Caicos trying to qualify out of CONCACAF. They can't connect. To and and it's not a fitness issue. They're, they're running. They're, it's uh, it's got to be so frustrating for Wes you know, because they've looked like a top 10 team. If we're doing Matt's top 15, you know, Alabama looks like they could be back into the top 10 until we hit about the 71st minute, and then they look bottom five. When was the so, last right. time you saw Turks and Caicos? Play? Yeah, right. <laughs> what what, what hey. color is the sky in your world? Seriously, like <laughs> Turks and Caicos? That's what you came out with? I mean, That's he gets rolling, Chris. He, 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 I know it's a real team, but he gets rolling, and it just spews. Like, where does it yeah. come from? It's amazing. Well, the, the real problem with that one to me is, was Brazil good in 94? Someone's going to fact deck me. All I know is there was a World Cup in 94, and they, they had some good runs around then. So... Uh, but you know that's it's it's good and bad for Alabama. They look great at times, but they're probably not where they should be in the standings. Well, let's let's stay in the uh, 
in, well, I don't even know who's in the SEC West and the SEC East. You guys, you guys can figure it out. It, you know, the SEC has to do it their own way. They have to have their own divisions. They got to separate people that, you know, so people get more championships. I don't know. It's, it it's just stupid. means more. It's just stupid. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, one man's opinion is, is it just means more. And the others is it's just stupid. Yes. And, and so in, in the, in the West, do I have this right? Arkansas and A&M are in the West. Right. And that, that was Perhaps. the, um, that was the game that that probably is going to determine who who finishes first in in the West, and uh, th- that was quite an interesting game. You know, A uh, uh, and M missed a penalty. A uh, and M took this you know big shape and and created some created some goal scoring chances, but they left themselves vulnerable at the back, and Arkansas exploited it with you know with two really good front players that, that caused a lot of problems and. Arkansas had a lot of goal scoring chances in that game. And, and for me, I think A&M put themselves out there and took a lot of risk and, and they paid for it. Yeah. I, I had to watch that game on replay at a family commitment in the afternoon, but th- that's what I thought leaving that game was A&M had a fantastic defensive performance in their first game. You know, they looked like world beaters and maybe you come out of that and you could overrate who you got and how, you know, how they're playing. Um, and I thought they took a lot of risk against Arkansas, which is fun to watch. I mean, most certainly, but it's a more entertaining game. Uh, but they probably paid the price given the quality of Arkansas's forwards. And, you know, the game was entertaining. I didn't think it was great, to be honest, from your purist. Is that my dog barking in the yeah, background? Yeah, we Hey, <laughs> from producer Darren Mott, Brazil beat Italy 3-2 in PKs at the 94 World Cup final. Um, game was zero zero at full time. Just FYI, fact checking. Um, maybe Alabama looks better than Brazil ninety four. Yeah. Then no, okay, never. then over over to the SEC East. Uh, Georgia's on top, and Georgia, uh, you know, continues continues to roll. Uh, but South Carolina and Florida are close. They're they're right behind. So anything can still happen in in that group, you know. And if Georgia slips up, those two schools are are ready to jump right into the top spot. I don't, I don't want to play favorites, but let's go Billy Lassane at Georgia. Good for him. You know, yeah. he's already been through. He's played South Carolina, Florida, Tennessee. You know, there's – there's they got two shots at a couple of the traditionally bottom teams in the East, and they got to get over the Vandy uh, hump. And Vandy hasn't looked great so far, have they? So, um, you know, he, they've got a great opportunity, and that's the only league where I think there's a little bit of separation in both divisions. Arkansas is clearly in the driver's seat, A&M chasing them, and Georgia is clearly in the driver's seat with two or three teams chasing them. Well, it looks like, uh, you know, it, it certainly looks like uh, Georgia's they got they got a foot you know a, a foothold on it right now and and are heading in, in the right direction and and yes I think we all are happy for Billy and and what and what's happened with this program so uh, I think that's a pretty good uh, recap for you Matt on um, on what happened in, over the past week and and where we're at at the moment. Yep, Brian. Uh, anything else before we move on? You another, you know, killed it again. I'd say you, you know, you're banging on is getting minimal, which is nice. You know, sometimes you, you're putting out facts, but somehow we checked your facts and it was correct. But uh, again, another good week from you. Anything else before you uh, before you head out? No, I'm just going to sit back and listen to the uh, Lord or the Coach of the Rings. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, talk to us all about uh, how to win a championship every year. It's not yeah. easy. I- it's it's not it's not all right brian thank you very much again as usual college soccer nation download it if you can um tell your friends we love it but brian thank you again for your your work on the update all right let's move on chris segment three very excited about this um you know one of my best friends in the business for sure does a great job he is the head coach at samford university again he's in his 18th year but in 17 years He's won 16 rings, 16 different championships between conference tournament um, and and regular season tournament, and and then obviously a number of trips to the NCAA tournament. But uh, we're happy to welcome in Todd Yelton to the show. Todd, can you hear me? I can hear you, Matt. Welcome to College Soccer Nation. Happy to have you. We've talked a lot about you on the show uh, the first three episodes, but we're pretty pleased to, uh, to bring you in here in segment three. How are you doing tonight? 
I'm good. I'm good. I, you know, I was in that grouping with Nikki and BB. So I, uh, it was, uh, <laughs> I, I can't believe that you actually brought me on <laughs> after that. At least Chris spun it like it was family. That's how Chris spun it. So I, uh, so yeah, I'm glad to be here. Yeah, I still don't know if I'm ready to put BB in family, but you know, he's, uh, he's with us for sure somehow. He's like that crazy uncle that you have. Well, it's kind of similar to you, Daddy, like crazy uncle, but no, uh, certainly happy for you stepping in and joining us. Um, really to talk about Sanford and, and your program and, and the success you've had has been really, really impressive. Uh, but let's let's maybe talk more about what's going on now. So, Chris, go ahead. Take it away. Well, first of all, this this Coach of the Rings thing, right? <laughs> what is this whole thing about? Like, I, I, I don't – and is it Lord of the Rings or is it Coach of the Rings? What is – explain to me what this is all about. Sadly, Chris, it is Coach of the Rings. <laughs> um, you know – you know, I, I think that sometimes at universities such as Sanford, they, they like publicity and they, you know, I mean, young kids have a maybe an idea of what that looks like. So they put something out on Twitter, a picture of me with Coach of the Rings. And, of course, I knew that Matt and you and uh, Mark and Corey and Brian would crush me if Matt got to introduce it to you, right? So I sent it to everyone trying to beat it to the punch. But preempt it. Yeah, preempt it. Yeah, sadly, yeah. sadly, Strike it just first. won't go away. It will not go away. <laughs> it will not, believe me. No, it it's not, not going to either. not going to let it go away. <laughs> no chance. No, no chance of recovering from it. I'm, no. That's what I'm finding out. None at all. Well, Todd, tell me about um, your team right now as you're – how you're handling – uh, this fall season, which is obviously quite unique and and uh, without the season and, and that kind of thing. How is that going for you guys? You know, Chris, I mean, up until probably about maybe three weeks ago, it was somewhat normal, right? I mean, you, you, you it was a little bit longer of a training season than we had. But it's, you know, especially when I think the kids are starting to see other teams play and have games and um, – I think it's mentally challenging and, and, and a bunch of things that I, I took for granted of us being a fall sport kind of come home for sure. Like, you know, like if you have, if you're a women's basketball or baseball or any of those, I mean, you know, your freshman's transition to college is way different than, than say our kids. And I think it's been really, really hard on the freshmen because by this point in time, you know, we've already eaten 40 meals together. We'd been on five bus trips and, all that kind of stuff and the game atmosphere. And that's all, all not been a piece of it. So, um, and then, then there's absolutely no ability to get any, uh, uh, continuity to it. You'll have to tell Matt what that word means later, but, um, yep, another one I'm looking up. <laughs> it's very, it's just very difficult with the continuity because I mean, we've been down eight players for basically the last month because of tracing and, um, so we, we've done some things to try to make it a little more fun, a little more entertaining. Uh, you know, we've done like a futsal league and that sort of stuff. But, but yeah, it's a, it's, it's a tough situation for sure all the way around. Well, you know, uh, Matt uh, fancies himself and calls himself Captain Chemistry. So <laughs> I do. If you need I do. any, like, stupid, goofy games to play in training, just Matt will send them to you. He's got plenty of them. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I, he does. It's actually. a skill. It's a skill. I used to see those in person when I'd come out, you know, when I was younger coach and you used to work all these camps. Uh, what was it, Marty? What was the one that you did? The gorilla man, the karate oh, gorilla man, man, karate man, gun man. Yeah. It's kind of like paper, rock, scissors, <laughs> gorilla man, karate man, gun man. Anybody needs that. Let me know. Just, just email me, but it's kind of like paper, rock, scissors. It's fantastic. They just got to do the moves. It's, it's great. I don't know if you can still do those moves though. Can you still do those moves? <laughs> Chris, here's the, here's the scariest thing ever to see. Seeing Matt Mott and Jay Yelton do that game is yeah. you just can't get that oh, out, of yeah. your, out of your memory. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, I've, since you brought up Jay, I have a real quick story about Jay, who's the, like, largest mountain man you'll ever meet. And uh, <laughs> now the, the head coach at East Tennessee State. Is that correct? Right? That's correct. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we were at the uh, Raleigh shootout for whatever they call it, the Castle Showcase now, I guess it's called. And uh, we went out to dinner. Um, we sat down for dinner and the waitress came over and said, can I get you a drink? Uh, and he ordered like the most frou-frou, like <laughs> apple TV kind of thing. Um, and this is probably, I don't know, 10 years ago. I still have that picture of him sitting there with his little 
I don't even know what it was he was drinking. But here's this big giant guy, you know, beard, all that kind of stuff, rough voice, and he's drinking this apple teeny or something. Yeah, but Chris, he's chic. Like he he dresses top he notch. Does. I mean, he is designer. He, yeah, he is he designer. Does. It's it, he's the most amazing man in the on the planet. At one moment he's using a backhoe. And in the next moment, he's eating, drinking an apple teeny. I mean, he's, yeah. he's amazing. Amazing. Impressive. So, but we're here to talk about Todd. Let's keep yes, it real. Let's move on to Todd. Go ahead, Matt. <laughs> so, you know, Todd, one of, one of the things that um, make you so interesting to all of us is how you're able to do all these side, these side things. That, I don't know if they're jobs or what they call, but one of, the, one of your real strengths is picking, right, is being a picker. So explain to the to our audience what it means to be a picker and at your level of of quality picking. Well, I don't, I don't know that I'm at that level. I do appreciate the compliment. I'm pretty sure that's the only one I'm going to get out of the two of you tonight. But um, <laughs> um, so I don't know if you've seen the TV show American Pickers, which it's it's hilarious. I talked to when I talked to Mark and Corey, and ninety percent of the time we talk about that rather than than uh, than soccer. Yeah. Um, so it all started with me cause I have a, um, have a lake house about an hour North of, of Birmingham. So, you know, it needed a bunch of junk in there. Right. And so I don't know. One of the first things I think, I think one of the first things I bought actually, uh, Marty was a pinball machine uh-huh. and, uh, Andy Stewart. Everybody needs a pinball machine. No <laughs> doubt about it. Everybody needs one of those. Yeah. In Andy 2020. Stewart. Andy Stooges at Louisville was my assistant and we were in, we were in, uh, Indiana recruiting. We had like an off day and I said, Hey, there's a, um, they have an auction over here. We should go to it. And that led to us buying a pinball machine, loading it in the back of like some small SUV and bringing it all the way back. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I, I like junk. I mean, I was at the beach, you know, a few weeks ago. I came back with an old wooden canoe. I mean, uh, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> here's my impression. Let me give you my impression of uh, of picking. And I, I don't know that much about it. And um, it seems like it's more of a Tennessee thing than it is a a, a Dallas thing. But you know, that, which would explain, fine. which yes. would explain, Chris, East why Tennessee. you are a Chelsea fan. Yes, I, you know, you live over there in Highland Park. I bet you're driving a BMW or a Mercedes, and you're so posh, and that's why you're a Chelsea fan. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, they did they did win this weekend. So um, uh, here's my impression of picking, like. You go into some guy's garage out in the woods somewhere, right? (laughs) And you say, oh, I like that sign. How much do you want for it? And he says, $5. And you say, no, I'm going to give you $4.50. And then in the end, it costs $4.75. And then you take the sign out of his garage, you put it in your car, and you drive home. And you put the sign in your garage. And it sits in your garage forever, until somebody else comes and says, Oh, look at that sign over there. I'm going to give you $5 and 50 cents for it. And you say, no, 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 no. I want $6 and you sell it for five seventy-five. And in the end you made a dollar on the sign that sat in your garage for 10 years. Uh, and you feel really good about it. Is that about what it is? I, you had it absolutely right. Absolutely right. I mean, everything about that story was correct <laughs> until you got to the, Four seventy five and six dollars. Like I, I, I bought. This is no lie. I bought a uh, a vintage like uh, decoy duck. I really didn't even know what I had. <laughs> if I'm honest with you, I bought it for twenty dollars. I put it on eBay, thinking, okay, maybe I can get eighty bucks out of this. You know, I mean, I'd be happy, right? And these people start just emailing me, like, hey, can I buy it before the auction ends? And I'm thinking, well, maybe I have something here. I, I'm not kidding. That thing sold for four hundred and forty dollars. So yes, that, oh my God. that wow. would be your experience. But hold on, uh, this is my experience with Todd with picking. I, I again, I've known Todd for a long, long time. Right? I call him one day. I'm in a panic here. This is maybe I don't know eight or nine years ago. I'm in a panic, and I call him I, something with soccer. Who knows what it was? I needed help with a meeting I was going to have or something. And I call Todd, and I can hear him like rustling around and banging around. And I go, Todd, what are you doing? He goes, Well, Marty. Right now I'm in a dumpster. I'm like, what the hell are you doing in a dumpster? 
He goes, I'm picking. <laughs> <And> so <laughs> I'm like, okay. So we start talking. He's talking me through it. As I hear him in the dumpster, he goes, man, Molly, look at these chairs. I, if you sell these chairs, I could sell these all day long. He's pulling chairs out of the dumpster. That's part of picking, I guess. I, I, yeah. it's, it's that crazy is a true story. That's a true story. But, hey, you know, Coach Coach Gregorian and I, when we get done with all this, we're we're uh, we're going to Maine, and he's going. we're going picking in Maine. That's the first uh, bucket list item for – for Mark when he finishes up all the coaching stuff. Well, go in June. Don't go in January. <laughs> yeah, amen. All right, so, Todd, you also have, I think it's important to mention, as uh, you also have to have fleet insurance because you have so many vehicles, right? And you have lake houses and you have houses that you own. We just don't know how you get it all done, but then still nonstop win soccer games. It's it's really an impressive, impressive resume you got going with everything you got going on and still, you know, winning games left, right, and center with your team. Very, very impressive. I hired good assistants. That's what I did, Marty. It's, uh, you know, um, let them, you know, I start saying it's like when you work for Chris, but I don't know if Chris would agree with that or not. <laughs> yeah, please don't give him credit. Please don't give no, him credit. No, no, Todd, you're right. Go ahead. Go ahead. Continue on. Continue on. Uh, so let me ask you a question, Todd, since Matt's feeling pretty good about himself. I, I got a couple, couple of things to ask you about. Yeah. Um, you have uh, – I know you, you've had a lake house. Matt has gone to visit your lake house. Is that correct? <laughs> oh, stayed at your, la- at your lake house? Yes, Very he true. has. And he did, has. did you have a jet ski at that lake house? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Mar- uh, yeah, yeah, I did. I did tell, tell us what happened to that jet ski when, when Matt was at the lake house. Oh, it's, it's, I mean, it's classic, right? And and this is a man who was in the Coast Guard, mind you. That's in right. the Coast Guard. Four years, baby. Four years, Coast Guard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and so I'm sitting in my office. I'm sitting in my office uh, at work, and um, I don't know, you know, it was probably getting close to preseason or something. And uh, I think he, he, we said, hey, take your family away for a few days uh, right before, take a break, spend some time with them before it gets all hectic, right? And he, he calls me, he calls me, and I pick up the phone, and I can hear, it's like all, because service isn't great up there sometimes, and I, I hear like a, you know, like a really like, Charlie Brown voice kind of thing going on. You can't really understand him except the words coming out of his mouth. I've wrecked your jet ski. <laughs> and, then, and, and, and the best part was, it's like, I said, you know, I said, Hey, it happens. It's like, and then I was like, now, now the bill was like a thousand dollars, mind you. But he, I said, I said to him, I said, how did it happen? And he's like, well, you know, I had to get that. I had to get that. It was a, it was a ball, right? Monty. No, no, no. It was a, it was a like a three dollar inner tube. Inner tube. Uh, yeah, I've been on the jet ski and I parked the jet ski, and then I, I, I look up and, my, and I just taken the, you know, the strap off and everything. I look up and my daughter has this stupid inner tube floating away. So in my normal Coast Guard rescue swimmer rescue saving <laughs> moment, I jump on the, I jump on the, um, on the jet ski just like you would see in Baywatch. Why wouldn't and you I swim race. if you're a rescue swimmer? Why wouldn't you swim? Oh, no, it was a long ways away, Chris. So I race <laughs> over and I rescue the the inner tube, and then I race back. And when I go to park the stupid jet ski, it kind of falls back on me, and I fall in the water. But I don't have the the thing clipped to my my life vest, so it starts to circle and it smashes into the dock. <laughs> I was oh god, I was so mad. I was so so. Uh, mad. That's so yeah, no, it's true. I smashed his jet ski, and yeah. I haven't been asked back to the lake house since, Chris. And that, that, is, like not true. that is not true. That is two. Well, I, if 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 you hadn't been asked back before, I want to ask this next question, and maybe we'll know why you'll never be asked back again. Um, okay. Recently, Todd, your daughter got married, correct? Oh, uh, she did. She did. Oh, congratulations did. on that. It's really nice. Yeah, um, why great, did people great. say that? Congratulations to me. Because, you know, here's what it's like, right? It's like I was thinking about buying a brand new truck, right? So it's like buying that brand new truck and you get to drive it for a day and then you drive it right off a cliff. That's how much it costs for a wedding, Chris. <laughs> Our producer is agreeing with that completely. He just had the same thing. His daughter just got married. All right. All right. Well, when you had the wedding, yes. um, Matt was invited to the wedding, correct? Yes, yes, I got yes, two. My wife I only got two. I got to invite two people. Marty was one of them. That is true. Okay. Why don't you tell us this, uh, the story about when you were speaking at the wedding and uh, what Matt <laughs> what Matt was doing? Well, uh, you know, I'm get you have to give the toast, right? So, yes, I yes. mean, it's all quiet. I'm up there. You know, people are paying attention, except except for the two guys I invite. <laughs> 
who are in the food line and are as loud as can be. And people are like, turn around, shushing them, telling them to be quiet. <laughs> so there's only one person in li- at the buffet, basically. Well, he, he had a sidekick, but but he okay. was clearly making the most noise. He was first. He was first yeah, at the he buffet. Yeah, he was first. As you're speaking, as you're speaking, Matt is at the buffet serving himself chicken cordon bleu. Yes, that is true. That is a true story. You can't make yeah. that up. You cannot yeah. make that up. Uh, again, rebuttal. Okay, first of all, the we were the last table. So we're the, we're the groom's only invite, and we're the last table, and I am starving. I mean, we've gone on all the wedding, all the toast, and toss up the toast. And I think, okay, one, two minutes, but he starts to bang. I mean, he he beat Bradley in the bank, and it was a wonderful toast. I heard every word. <laughs> wonderful. He was crying. He was laughing. He was emotional. He's happy. He's sad. All the emotions you can think of, he ran through the gamut of them. But I was starving. I had to eat. So I said to his buddy, I'm like, let's go for it. Well, no one will know. But the stupid servers were loud, and it was a bit embarrassing. And I apologized to him profusely after. But I, that is true. While he was doing his speech to his, his daughter, I was at the buffet line. Yeah, <laughs> food was good though. Food was really good. Never Worth getting it. invited back. Never getting invited back. <laughs> well, uh, when, when your daughter gets married, Chris, I feel like I won't do that. I'll learn from my experience. You won't do that. that. <laughs> you won't be there. <laughs> oh, I'll be there. Ah, good. Well, Toddy, listen, this has been great. I have one last story I want to talk about. One of our first ever memories. So when I first met Todd, we were I was at Auburn. He was at UAB. And, uh, and so back then we used to recruit a lot together and, you know, we, he'd come and stay with me and, and we would go to recruiting. We were in Houston and, and Todd and I we were becoming really good friends. And, and I used to curse a lot back then and I'm not <laughs> proud of it, but I did. And Todd, you know, really in our group of, of Chris, Brian, Mark, and I, he's our spiritual leader. So he really does a good job of making sure we do the right things. And he didn't like that I was cursing, but he had a phrase. He used to call me dude all the time. And I didn't like it. We call everybody dude. So I said, listen, let's make a deal. I won't curse. You don't say dude. Every time one of us does it, it's a dollar in the kitty. So he agreed. So we're driving in Houston, Texas, and we come up to a toll. toll and we're talking like we you, know, you can tell we both can talk. We're talking. We're carrying on. I pull into a toll booth where it's change only, and I have no change, and the arm is down. And we're in Houston, Texas, where it's super busy. Well, I start to curse, like, you got to be effing kidding me. So what are we effing doing? I think I did cha-ching, 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 cha-ching. <laughs> he did. And so, Todd, we start to laugh, and Todd starts taking his backpack. But we're backing up traffic. I mean, they're honking at us. They're showing us they're, we're number one. Like, they are <laughs> They are mad. And we got nothing we can do. There's nobody around. The arm's down. What we do? So Todd's taking his backpack upside down, shaking it out. Finally, we get the change and we move on. And I owe I owe the kitty seventy two dollars. So two dollars. <laughs> wow. It was it's quite a tirade. Did you ever pay up? Of course, uh, of course, of course. Yeah. Of course. Well, to be honest with you, I didn't, um, Chris. I did not collect because people ask me like, how you know, how did you build a program at Samford? Like, especially a lot of young coaches will call me because you know when we got there, it wasn't in great shape. And I'm like, Auburn, Auburn helped us build the program at. Sanford University and they're like they're like Auburn did I was like yeah Matt Mott was my best buddy he would let me sleep on his couch or his floor and that way I could go recruit because when I got there there was no money in the budget yeah. none whatsoever wow. so so I, mean, my, I usually my got a room with two beds so I didn't sleep on the floor uh, <laughs> I a room don't with two tell beds me for as, as Jay Young remember when Jay Young got like super yeah. sick because yeah. he slept he next sleep to the, the air conditioner Yes. Yes. Oh, good. Well, Todd, listen, we appreciate you coming on. You've been fantastic as we knew you would be. I know a lot of people wanted to hear from you, but let's just take the last few minutes and give us a, give us a little bit about Sanford and, and your program that, you know, we are all very, very impressed with. Oh, I don't know. I mean, it's, I, you know, it's been a great place. Um, cause I, if you would have told me when I, when I took the job at Sanford that I'd still have spent all these years there, you know, cause, uh, um, the way I look, you know, we all looked at jobs and everything, but, uh, I'd had you probably drug tested. Right. And, um, <laughs> but it's, I don't know. I think the way that I tell you is that it's, it's love, love me and I've loved it back. And it's just a, a really unique and special place. And I mean, um, we've been fortunate enough to have a bit of success against, you know, some of the power five schools and, and as you know, mighty year in the Southeast and, that's the way people measure it here, how you do against your league, the SEC, the SEC conference. So, uh, 
I don't know. I, I, I love it. And I mean, we're just, I'm really disappointed that we're not getting to play right now. Cause I think we have a pretty good team. Um, and you know, spring's going to be kind of different to see if we get to play any of you guys, uh, just because of the, the conference stuff. So, um, but in, in all honesty, man, I'm, I'm thankful we're getting to train right now. And, and, uh, you know, as you look across the landscape of the country and coaches getting furloughed, furloughed and all that kind of stuff, um, I'm just get happy I'm getting to do what I get to do. So, yeah. Well, you've done a wonderful job there, Todd. Fantastic. Great having you, buddy. Hey. Yeah, th- thanks, Todd. Yeah, we appreciate you jumping on. And, and, um, and again, if I really think now there's really questions, Chris, do we not bump Brian and just bring Todd in for the middle oh, section? That's, I mean, that's going to be a little bit of a problem. Brian something is going to be begging yeah, all week long he'll be to the get true back test. on. He'll be the true test. If next week Nick, Nicky and BB's on, it just means nobody else would do it. <laughs> <laughs> there is that possibility. There is, absolutely. Well, thanks, Todd. Appreciate it. We'll talk to all you right. soon. See you guys. Bye-bye. See you. All right. All right, Chris, let's move on to the last segment. Always a lot of fun. Um, but first, we certainly want to preview big games uh big games coming on for the next week yeah in in the uh in the in the leagues that we've been talking about uh the big 12 uh tcu and oklahoma state i think that's a that's a pretty interesting game oklahoma state's a team that uh they love to win one nil tcu Uh looks looks pretty explosive um you know with some some really dangerous players going forward and both of those teams have a chance to win the league so that's a big game in that league what is their what is their history with those two? I mean, is it pretty close? Like, I, I yeah, don't really know. I think yeah. it is. I, I think it is from year to year. It's pretty close. Yeah, I can um, see them being being uh, being obviously a, at least a recent really history, right? The recent yeah, history, absolutely. for sure, sure. Yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, North Carolina and Virginia in the ACC is always a fun one, right? Uh, you'll you'll see a a field filled with national team players. Um, mm-hmm. really talented players on both sides. As I said, you know, Virginia's got, got some injury issues and they've lost a bunch of players. So, you know, we'll see if they're able to, um, to really even give uh, North Carolina a push here uh, as North Carolina has the machine running right now. Yeah. And again, that's one of those non-conference games, right? That's a conference yeah. game. That's not count, but I mean, again, I, I didn't, I know I didn't talk about it earlier, but North Carolina looks really good. I agree with you. They're, they're rolling them in and, and Anson talks about sprinting on the field when you're on the field and they sprint all over the place and just overwhelm you. So uh, yeah, let's, let's hope it's a game and Virginia can, can uh, put it back. But again, I know we think Virginia's got some COVID issues, so tall task for them for sure. Yeah. And then the SEC, you know, uh, Florida and Texas A&M, two of the traditional powers in the league. Um. You know, we still we still don't quite don't know about Florida as you know as, as they missed a the game along the way, and um, we haven't. I don't think we've seen the best of them yet. Uh, Texas A and M, um, you know, started well, you know, and then as I said, gave up uh, a lot of goal scoring chances against um, Arkansas, um, but very talented uh, across the board, and and a team that you know is is taking a big shape and trying to play and and that sort of thing. That should be an interesting contest. Yeah, at Texas A&M, I mean, if you, you know, I know Florida's got a bunch of young guys. If you're going to cut your teeth, Texas A&M is a, a difficult place to do that. But, um, you know, traditionally, these are two of the better teams in our league. Um, and I expect another good game. Uh, you know, and really it's interesting. It's both their, their third game because they both missed games. You know, Florida missed the first one and they missed the second one. So game three for both of them. And I think you're starting to figure stuff out when you get into game, game three. So uh, looking forward to that one. I think it should be a good one. Absolutely. All right. Let's uh, let's move on. Power five time. I think we've got a great topic tonight. I'm excited about it. I've got another zinger. Um, I've got a lot of heat over my my Rambo, but uh, but this is maybe not as not as crazy as that. But again, uh, I think it's a good list. Our power five this week: fast food restaurants, and we define that as can't sit down and take your order. So you do not have a waitress come to your table and sit down and and take your order. So. Um, how we want to do it, Chris? Well, first, I want to say this. Um, I feel like I'm in a little trouble on this one because um, <laughs> as you, when you came to the University of Texas, you announced to the whole athletic department, your quote was, uh, I'm an all-American when it comes to food. Uh-huh. So I feel like desserts, I'm a little I think it was desserts. 
Yeah, Desserts, you are. You is that what it was? Well, there's a, there's a you know a very good chance you're going zero three. I won the Bruce Springsteen. No, you did. no 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 no. <laughs> I, I feel, feel like pretty my confident. Two and zero at this point. <laughs> I've been, I feel like my power fives have been the best. But anyway, yeah. all right. You let's want do me it. go first? Or you go first. Um, let me go first. Yeah, go ahead. All right, number five. Yep. Popeyes. Oh. Love me some Popeyes, but I did not make my list. But I, it is it's excellent. It's excellent. Our producer's giving it the thumbs down, but I do like Popeyes. It's, a, it's I'm surprised it's on your list, to be honest, but it's a good one. All right, my number five, Jersey Mike's. Well, that's going to show up on mine at some point. Okay, all right, um, good. No, it so is I, nice. I'm, I'm good with that one. Yeah, the, no, the, you know what? You know what's interesting about Jersey Mike? They have a stickball special yes. that no one knows about, right? So it's not yes. on the menu. You have to be a, a quality miker. To know it, so I, I like the stick ball, a little salami, I, little ham, it's excellent. The uh, Matt Mott order at uh, <laughs> Jersey Mike's is: I'll take the stick ball, uh, the the large, right? Uh-huh. The large yep. stick ball, and the quote uh, was always. Don't go light on the mayonnaise. <laughs> that was always that was, the quote. That was this years ago, Chris. Years ago, I've changed my ways. <laughs> All right, number four for you: In and Out. Oh, so overrated. I knew you were going to say that. Oh, it's so overrated. I I I can't take it. You California people and Dallas and Texas people. Listen, I like it. It's fine. But the the hype it gets is so out of whack. Can I tell you that every time I've eaten at In-N-Out with you, you ate every bit of it. You didn't seem like you were disappointed when you were eating. I mean, I ordered it. I'm going to eat it. No, listen, the animal style is really good. I did learn at the Final Four this year with with, – with uh, the guys that we were, we were with to go animal style on the fries. Fantastic. That, 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 that was a change, but it's, it's overrated. All right. My number five, number four Old school, our number four, sorry. Number four, McDonald's. Yes. On my list too. That's oh, wow. Okay. Too. So yeah. McDonald's yeah. for me, Diet Coke is fantastic. Best, best there is fries are excellent. I love the big Mac, even though people take hits for it. The big Mac's great. Their breakfast is very good. And there's a lot of closet fans out there, Chris, that yeah. will not admit they go to McDonald's, no, but no. I see them in the drive-thru all the time. They're yeah. in the drive-thru. So McDonald's, yeah. my brother my brother goes, my younger brother goes three or four times a day to McDonald's to get his do, diet Do coke. you know that they do uh, something in the neighborhood of, uh, well, twice as much business as the next uh, highest producing fast food restaurant? Twice as much business. Wow. I believe that. Yeah, they're number one by far yeah. as far as yeah. uh, money. I thought Subway was, oh, Subway was more spots. Just Subway's, yeah, no, Subway's, Subway was like third, I think. Yeah, yeah. I wish I could remember right. who was second, but. Yeah. Number three, go for it. Baskin Robbins. I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know how, I feel, know how you feel about it. You feel like you want to go get some ice cream. That's how you feel. <laughs> it's good. I like, you know, the, the rainbow sherbet's really good. Rainbow sherbet's excellent there. I mean, really, I that's like what you're going to come with. You're masking Rob's going to talk about rainbow sherbet. I mean, that's yeah, what, it's I mean, good. all the different Very good. flavors that you're 31 flavors, sherbet. I believe, right? I mean, 31 on. flavors. Yeah. yeah. All right. My number three, KFC, especially if they have the buffet. The buffet at KFC is yeah. Is you see, Popeyes is better. Popeyes. No, better. I, I don't. I disagree. Now the no, spicy no, see, see, Popeyes is a little much. You've lost. You've lost. No, 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 no. KFC excellent, especially with the buffet. All right, number two for you, Jersey Mike's. I mean, first of all, okay. it is Jersey. Okay, oh, I mean that that God, puts it up there right away. Yeah, and yeah. Like the you know. It's really good. Like that's a that's a good meal when you go to Jersey Mike's. It's a good sandwich. I agree. Yeah. All right, my number two, Krispy Kreme donuts. Um, you know, I thought about sticking uh, Dunkin' Donuts in this list, mm, but uh, mm. because of the ties to the Red Sox, I couldn't do it. Uh, smart, um, smart. So smart. I, I'm okay with Krispy Kreme. I, I'm quick, okay a quick, Krispy quick Krispy Kreme story. You know it. Yes. So one of my first, my first experiences with Krispy Kreme, I was going to play golf. I was in Florida at UCF going to play golf, and I was meeting three of my buddies about 20 minutes away. I pull in to Krispy Kreme. I don't know the store very much. You know, this is, again, back in the – early 2000s, late 90s, and I pull in and I order a dozen and they're just, they're hot. And I had never had the hot ones before. And I pull out and I get a dozen thinking, well, I'll share the donuts, all four of us. It's just me in the car though. So I, I pick up and I eat one, two, and three before I leave the parking lot. So I've eaten three. There's nine left. I get down the road, I get on the highway. I eat four, five, and six. 
get down the highway, get off the exit, 8, 7, 8, and 9. Pull off the exit to the golf course, 8, 10, and 11. I pull up. My buddies are standing there waiting for me. I toss them the box. There's one donut in there. 11 donuts in about 15 minutes. <laughs> but they're, it's, like eating, it's like eating sugar air. I mean, yeah. they're so good. So, so good. good. They're, they're, so they're fantastic. Good. So that's number two. All right, number one for you. It's McDonald's. Uh, it's just uh-huh. like it's hard to it's hard to argue that that's not the best fast food out there. And you know it's been around forever, but keep they keep you know getting better and better, and they're redoing all the stores now. And it's been wow. a long time I'm since shocked. I've eaten there. I'm it's shocked. really good. It's really. Yeah, I was gonna good. say how how many times have you and Eve Petroselli walked up to McDonald's for a little? Never. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. Uh, the one story about McDonald's too. My I uh, when I was a kid, we used to go. One day I wanted to order chicken nuggets, and I told my dad, hey, 20 chicken nuggets. Um, is what he goes, you can't eat 20 chicken nuggets. I can eat 20 chicken nuggets. I'm maybe, I don't know, 9 or 10. He, so he goes, okay, orders chicken nuggets. He sits in the booth. I'm on the inside. He's on the outside. And he makes me eat these, and I can't eat 20 chicken nuggets. And he goes, you're not leaving until we finish these 20 chicken nuggets. So I dropped one in the ashtray. He didn't make me eat that. My brother, my younger brother, that made me eat a couple, and I finished them off. I got home. I threw up. All over everything, chicken nuggets. I've never eaten one since. Yeah, I don't terrible. No, yeah, I don't. Terrible. I, I, I wouldn't go for the chicken nuggets if I were there. No, no, they're not I'm a good. Quite quality. sure it's chicken. All right, <laughs> <laughs> my number one, Sabaros. Oh, fantastic pizza. No, fantastic no, pizza. What? No, what is the problem? No, they got pasta. No. The pasta is good. The, the, the no, the, no. When I go not, into the airport, I'm dying for Sabaros. Are you? It's are, so good. You, let me ask you a question. Do you like Olive Garden? I like Olive because Garden because it's Olive Garden. Garden. Uh, it's a, it isn't. No, it they're is. cooking it right it's there all, in the oven. It's like it, it's fake Italian food. Sabaros is number one, like the Cowboys defense is the best in the NFL. Yeah, there you go. Like it's fake Italian food. First of all, Uh, when you go to Sabaros, okay, and you say they're cooking it right in in the oven, you can see them cooking it. Yeah, how many of those guys look Italian who are cooking it? Ah, Not Italian guys cooking it. It doesn't matter. Anybody can cook can cook Italian. Well, no, it's fast food pizza and it's good pizza. No. Pepperoni's no. good. I'm t- I love it. I love it. The stromboli's good. The the, the breadsticks are good. The, the sauce is good. It's, Matt, so it's number one. Here's, you have it as your number one fast food restaurant, okay? Yes. In your list of top pizza restaurants, where would it be? Ooh, that's not fair. Chain? Chain is better than Pizza Hut or oh, Domino's sure or any of that sure crap. Yeah. But if you list your top pizza restaurant, it's not in the top 50. <laughs> Isn't that true? <laughs> I haven't thought of it, but that's not a fair argument. The argument more is the argument is where does it well, fit if it's not in, in fast top, food pizza? If, if it's not no, in top Papa John's, pizza Domino's, yeah, Pizza Hut, those are yes. Ter- yes, it's better than yes. all of those. Yes. We're talking pizza. You know, it's not it's not like my six and tubs. It's not like you know Pizza Dennis. It's not those guys for sure. But those guys aren't fast food. You those failed again. Pizza. You failed I think again. I think it's you failed again. This one, right. I thought you, I really thought you could win, but. And you screwed it up again. It's the poor education from high school, let's be honest. Yes. All right. Chris, Yankees. Well, they swept the Indians last week in the first round of the playoffs. Um, And the, you know, the Bonks Brahmers came to life. I mean, the offense was was outstanding. Um, Last game of the series was about a five-hour affair that a couple of rain days. And I watched every pitch. Um, it's just exciting and, and, uh, you know, great to see them really start to play well, like they're capable of. And they play Brian's team next, the Tampa Rays. They're not the devil Rays anymore. I guess they changed. They didn't like the devil part of their name for some reason. It seems hate each other. Um, if there's a brawl, I like the Yankees chances, with, you know, judge <laughs> and, sure. Stanton and Sanchez. Yeah. Those guys are huge, huge, uh, men. And, uh, so it should be really a fun series. Uh, I think uh, I feel like the Yankees will win it. Uh, they're going to need a great performance from Garrett Cole tonight to get them off on on the right foot. And um, and if they need to, they might need they might need Garrett Cole again in, in Game Five. But uh, I feel like it's a series they're going to win. But it should be exciting again. Every game, every night this week, that's where I'll be watching the Yankee game. Yeah. Let's uh, let's hope it doesn't get to five. Let's hope yeah. we win it before that. Would be nice. Yeah. All right, barbecue recipe of the night. I'm going simple, easy hamburger hot dogs. So, 
you know, everybody that grills or goes out back thinks they can make hamburgers and hot dogs. You know, you go to a cookout, a barbecue, it's hamburgers and hot dogs. But I think it's important that if you're going to do that, you maybe spend a little time in prep work. So first and foremost, the quality of meat you make, you get is always the number one. I think 80% lean, 20% fat. You don't want to go any higher than that. So you don't want to go 93 or seven. You can go lower if you can find someone a little more fat, but the fat is what makes it juicy and tasteful, quite honestly. So uh, that's important. I think, you know, there's lots of ways to cook it. If you have a smoker, pellet grill, regular gas grill, whatever it is. But I think if you can sear it at some point in it, it's always helpful to, to bring everything in. Do not cut your hamburgers before to f- see how good they are. If they're done, uh, do not cut them. You'll you'll you lose all of the juice in it and, and dry them out quickly. Um, you know, certainly add your fresh vegetables if you want to that burger. Condiments, um, bacon is always a huge addition to burgers. You know, I've I've tried egg. You know, a lot of people put egg on the burgers, and I've tried that. I don't love it, but it's another option. A lot of options for burgers, and then real quick, hot dogs, right? Again, it's about the quality of meat. Nathan's makes a great hot dog. I think if you want a really good hot dog, go to your butcher and see who, if he's got fresh made hot dogs, that's what we do here at LB's meat market. And they do a great job. Uh, those bird dogs are, are awesome. I will say the one tip for when you're cooking them, roll them as much as you can, uh, get those burn marks on them, but slice them three in three different spots, just a light little slice on them to let them open it up, breathe a little bit. I really don't know why you slice them. The, the pros do it. It looks good. So I say, do it. it makes it looks good. The presentation is important. And most importantly, when you buy the buns, um, go ahead and get the top sliced buns. I think they're always important. The last thing I'll ask you, Chris, is a hot dog a sandwich? Yeah, this is a, a big debate. And and quite honestly, Matt, I don't really care. Like, I, I don't know. I, I, you can call it if you want to. I, you know, I... I don't, I don't know that I really care that I, I don't, I can tell you that I've not put any thought into it and I really don't want to put any, any thought into it. It is good. Just is not going to save the world for me, but what's not, your opinion? You obviously no, have thought about it. I, I don't have a big opinion. Otherwise I would think uh, a sandwich always has lettuce. So well, you, you don't put a lettuce sandwich without lettuce. You can, but I, to me, a definition of a, a sandwich kind of has lettuce. But, you know, you can have a meatball. There's, I agree that it's hard to it's hard to quantify is it a sandwich or not. But to me, when I think sandwich. I think lettuce on it. Don't put lettuce on a hot dog. Like again, you, you know, for for someone who calls himself an all American in food, like you're just way off. Like there are a lot of sandwiches that don't have lettuce, and there are a lot of people who order sandwiches without the lettuce. So uh, that makes no sense to me. Can you put lettuce on the sandwich? You could. Okay, you could well, that's what makes it. You put lettuce on a salad, too. You can't put lettuce on a hot dog. You could if you want. No, no, no. Come on, Chris. No, no chance. That would be disgusting. You, anyway, let's wrap this thing up. Let's, wrap, salad? This, let's wrap this thing up. Let's wrap this thing up. All right. Let's that's get another, gr- another great episode. We appreciate everybody chiming in next week. You want to uh, set up the guests? Excited about this guest next coming on this week? Next week, we'll have uh, Kevin Hudson, the uh, men's soccer coach at SMU. We're going to spend a little time on the men's game. Um, since we are college soccer nation, uh, yeah. certainly there are plenty of players in, in college soccer playing on the men's side. Well, Kevin's done a great job, and I'm excited to talk to him. I think he has a good pulse of of men's soccer, and I think it's important we uh, we bring that in. So, College Soccer Nation, Episode 5. Kevin Hudson, excited about him next week. Otherwise, Chris, have a great week. Let's go, Yanks. And uh, we'll see you all next time. Download us, please. Stitcher, Spotify, Apple iPod, any, or Apple sorry, Podcast. Anywhere you can download it, download us. We appreciate your support. And then we'll talk to you again next week. If you have questions for Coach Petroselli or Coach Mott, you can reach them at chris at collegesoccernation.com or matt at collegesoccernation.com. College Soccer Nation is presented by DJM Productions and produced by Darren Mott.